Well, it is time for our first guest section of the FPL 2022-23 season to join us in the studio today. And we're delighted to not only have a veteran of FPL grace us with his presence, but more impressively, a very familiar sports broadcaster that works for BBC Radio 5 Live. He can be heard and seen most weekends commentating on the Premier League as well as major golf tournaments. He's a host of the legendary Five Lives football phone-in on 606 with Chris Sutton and Robbie Savage, as well as the 606 Fantasy Podcast with Chris Sutton and the unknown Statman Dave. Alistair Bruce Ball, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the FPL Addicts Podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm really well. It's 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 uh, it's an honour and a pleasure. Uh, eight o'clock uh, this morning in the UK. We had the boys on on our pod last season, so it's a delight to return the favour. And just ever so slightly nervous about when we get to the point of. Uh, my draft that I've sent you and, and picking over that and you boys having a little look. I don't, I don't know if you've seen, but Chris Sutton put his initial draft on, on social media uh, last night, UK time, and he has been absolutely battered for it. He's gone proper Chris, differential madness. There's no Alexander-Arnold. There's no Salah. It's got four, eight million midfielders in. It's got 22 million on the bench. Honestly, it's, it's so you'll hopefully get a little bit more sense out, out of me today. Well, I think from what you've just listed there would be crazy if we didn't get a little bit more sense from you. But as you said, uh, the boys joined you last season. Jack joined you on the, the 606 podcast. Uh, so it's only fair that we return the favour with you today. And hopefully you don't crumble under pressure in our game today like he did <laughs> on yours. But um, we've got a couple of questions for you. So we'll just go through them now. So first yeah. of all, are you Team Sutton or Team Statman? Oh, wow. Um Team Sutton because he's the underdog, and D Dave Dave's my big rival. Dave Dave pit me last season. I had a massive lead on him uh, with about well, ten game weeks to go. I got properly reeled in. You know he he's he's the one I desperately want to beat. But if in terms of sort of rooting for someone on the pod, just just to do better and get better at FPL, even though he constantly shoots himself in the foot, it would be Chris. So I'm 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 Team Sutton. I was going to say, but how do you help a man who's got 22 million left on his bench already? You know, what kind of support <laughs> Elliot, can you give him? Elliot, I, I had a chat to him on the phone yesterday. So we, we are we're recording our first pod of the season. It's going to go out next week. but We're recording it tonight. So we just had a little chat through the draft. And people who listen to the pod will know he, he does it with his son, Ollie. So they're, they're Clough and Taylor. So Chris is your sort of maverick Clough. And Ollie's Taylor and spots the players and does all the hard work in the background. But Chris puts ludicrous parameters on him like... You can't have Salah. That's too boring. I think I think Haaland will be too boring and too obvious for him. So it just it just basically Ollie does it with a hand tied behind his back. I had a chat with him yesterday, and I, I sort of tried to point him in the right direction. But the more you try and teach him, the more stubborn Chris will become. You're actually better to leave him. And actually, sort of last quarter, last third of last season, he really picked up and got it going. But it just seems like we're sort of back to bad old Chris at the start at the start of this season. <laughs> Well, it's, you've got a, a real battle to face there, trying to get some sort of sense into his head. But um, Ali, yourself, you know, why do you play FPL and sort of how did you get into the realm of FPL? Yeah, so it was, it was one of my uni mates who started us up. Um, 
I'm trying to remember when it was, sort of mid-2000s. I mean, obviously, I've always worked in football. I've always loved football. I also, I love games. I love, you know, I, I get a bit of stick on the pod for being a bit of a board games nerd, but, that, but I love games and I love competition and it just sort of combines the two. And I just, you know, bottom line is the simple answer to that is I love it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, when I'm at games at the weekend covering the Five Live, obviously the professional part of the job, commentating, doing the interviews, all of that absolutely comes first. But your team's always there on the desk while you're doing it. You're so aware of, you know, as, as every, you know, proper FPL manager is, so aware of what's going on in the other games, assists, bonus points, goals, what, what Dave's doing, what Chris is doing. So, um, no, I'm, I'm properly, properly hooked. Well, it's nice to hear that, you know, you're just like the rest of us. Even, even if you're focusing on one of the games, you're still looking at Twitter, finding who's got the goals, who's got the assist, who's got the points for you. So you're just like the rest of us who sit along at home. Yeah, absolutely. No, I am. I'm, and actually, Elliot, since, since, doing the, since doing the pod, so we started our pod in 2018, um, I've definitely got even more sort of plugged into it. I, I just wasn't aware quite of how seriously people took it and how much content there was out there, how much kind of help and guidance you can actually get. I mean, I think we sort of slightly tongue-in-cheek say we are there to help listeners. I think we're slightly there more to... <laughs> More to entertain than hell. Well, there's, there's the odd bit. I mean, I'm being unfair to Dave there. There's some good advice comes in our pod, but we have a lot of fun with it as well. But um, no, last four seasons, I've really properly started to understand how to try and play it, how to try and get that sort of top 50k finish, I guess, I guess is probably what I would aim at at the start of the season. I never thought about that before, but I, but I do now. And I, I love it, actually. I, I love the fact that it's, um, it's kind of got a bit more serious for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's getting serious for us all now with the season on the horizon. But Ali, it's absolutely wonderful to meet you. As we mentioned, you're a veteran of the uh, the FPL world and the FPL game. And a quick look at your overall history tells us that you've got a better record than all of us combined, I think. No. Um, but could you give us a quick wrap up of your career so far in your FPL season last year? Yeah, so um, I... I mean, like I say, so it's, it's not until the last four or five seasons that I've really properly even looked at overall rank in game week history and stuff like that. Last season, I was at one point absolutely flying. I mean, ludicrously, I, I think I got into the top, I think I was in the top 1,000 at one point. Now, that, that was a lot down to the sort of chip strategy. I was one of those managers that got to game week 26, I think it was, when they suddenly announced a, a double game week sort of late in the week. I went for the wild card. At that point, it was the week when a lot of people were going to triple captain Mo Salah because he had the two great games. And I decided to go down the wild card route. I didn't do that. I played a lot of my chips very quickly in a row and actually you know, got myself into a really good position, always knowing that I was then going to be on the back foot for the rest of the season. I then, I then I rather spectacularly blew up at the end of the season. So I dropped from the, the top 10K with three game weeks to go to outside the top 50k but I mean it sounds like excuses a lot of that was to do with the pod being goaded by Chris <laughs> and Dave and actually sort of I wasn't playing for overall rank I was playing to sort of try and beat Dave in our league and and I just got to a point where he had chips left in the bank I was having to do some wacky things to try and stay in front um I, I, I went for Kane over Son which was a terrible decision there's, there's a lot of stuff I look back on at the end of life if I've been playing for overall rank and gone boring and sort of negative and block Dave I would have done a lot better but I'm I'm slightly sort of torn between doing that and you know playing the game within our pod so I've sort of got different things on the go at the same time 
Yeah, so you're going against the stubborn nature that, that Chris has, even though as a Rovers fan, I've got nothing bad to say about Chris, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But um, both me and Elliot are studying journalism and the pair of us are both budding football commentators as well. Um, even though we're mediocre at FPL, uh, we both think that it gives us a bit of an advantage talking about FPL and talking about football in general. Uh, what advantages do you think uh, the broadcasting has in FPL uh, and the commentary that you do being all around the game? Yeah, I think, do you know what? It's a really interesting one I find with our football commentaries because um, I, I, I always try and talk about it a little bit, partly to promote our podcast, but partly because I know a lot of our listeners play the game and love the game. I equally, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating in terms of the responses you get after a commentary where you've talked a little bit of fantasy football. So if I'm doing the game with Chris, I mean, had I been doing that game where De Bruyne scored four against Wolves at the end of last season, I think Chris was on that game, actually. But the commentator who was with him wasn't. But I actually messaged the commentator to say, by the way, Chris has got De Bruyne as captain in fantasy football. You know, see if you can get that in at some point, which they then did. I, th- I think the reaction to it is really interesting because it, it's totally split down the middle. H- half the messages you get are, oh, God, please. I mean, fantasy football, it's just a game. What are you doing? Stop talking about it. And the other half are massively positive and so glad, you know, that you're involved and you know that people listening play the game. So um, I, I, I love doing it. I, it. It just brings another sort of facet to, to the commentary. I, I don't overdo it in my commentaries. And I think in terms of sort of trying to help me as a manager, I just think I test. I just think because I'm at so many different games, it definitely does help me just watching teams and watching what teams are trying to do sort of strategy-wise, maybe over a period of a few weeks, and actually just chatting to people, chatting to people in press rooms, tunnels, you know, whatever. Just It probably, probably, it probably, helps, a, probably helps a little bit, I think. Yeah, brilliant. Um, hi, Ali. So, so it's really here. Good to uh, good to meet you. Um, really? Some some great insight there so far that you've given us. Absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love it, and I love that you you know you've got the passion for FPL as well, like all of us. Um, some might know me, especially the lads on the pod, as the hitman last season, taking right. a few risks, you know, things like that. So, um, what I wanted to kind of say was, you know, what kind of manager are you? Um, would you say, and you know, would you say you follow stats, you know, your stats or the eye test, uh, or do you just copy Chris and Dave most of the time? <laughs> That is very much a bone of contention on the, on the podcast. So we, last season, basically, really, I, I think I could have beaten Dave if I'd, if I'd copied and blocked and been boring. So game week 37, look, I mean, obviously it doesn't bug me because I'm going straight back to a game week I remember so well. But game week 37, if I'd captained Richarlison, Dave had Richarlison, and I think, Cap- did he captain him or did he captain Vardy? I can't remember. Anyway, if I'd done the boring thing and blocked him, I would have been absolutely fine. But because of the pod and because of trying to be a bit different, I went for Danny Ings and it, it, it didn't work. So this season, I'm determined. I'm shutting out all that noise. All the copying chat I don't care about. I'm going to look after my team and do what's best for me. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more eye test than stats, although I love listening to Dave on our pod, you know, you guys. I mean, any, anyone who can kind of maybe uh, sort of back up my eye test or, or, or contradict my eye test with, with stats, I'll definitely listen to because I think even in, in my career in commentary, you know, they have become just the, the depth of them and the wealth of them have become, you know, just, just absolutely vast. So you'd be a fool not to use them. But I don't know, I, th- I think I still at heart still play it like I always used to. And I just, I just go, I think I go with my heart more than I do numbers and stats. But I do think I'm also quite... I'm quite template. I'm quite dull. 
And I know, I know Chris would definitely say that about my management. I mean, you'll, you'll have a look at my team in a minute, but I'm, I'm quite safe and steady. I'm quite, I'm quite, a, I'm quite a boring manager, I think. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think, as you say, you alluded to the variance there, looking at sort of like, you know, stats every now and then. But, you know, I test as, as you know, the job that you're in, very much so I test, you know what I mean? So, um, so that's fantastic. And I do remember the uh, Rich Arlison, Danny Ings yeah. thing from last season. I think it might have been a double game week and Statman was. was talking about captaining Richarlison in that one. And Danny Ings wasn't a bad shout, in all fairness to you, Ali. So um, you, you were a bit unlucky on that one, I would say. Um, yeah, definitely not. I just wanted to sort of ask you, what what's your favourite FPL memory? So, you know, maybe a player hall with a triple captain or something like that. Have you got anything yeah. that you could give us? Yeah, I mean, I've probably got two and they're both, again, they both come from sort of recent times because of the pod. Mm. Uh, Bruno Gimmerich last season... I brought him in randomly just because just I was just trying to fill the squad with a cheap midfielder. I can't remember who they were playing, but he scored two. But on our little WhatsApp group, I told Dave what I was doing and he absolutely slaughtered me and was laughing. Defensive midfielder, you're a clown, you don't know what you're doing. And honestly, when those goals went in that afternoon, I was out with the family, but I still had the phone on and it buzzed and it came up that Gimmerich, and when he got the second in particular, it was oh, it was just I mean, embarrassing, like a child punching yeah. the air, basically. That was... That was a massive high. But also, actually, just Chris, who, you know, who is constantly, he, he would complain very unlucky in FPL. There was a Jan Bednarek own goal at Watford a couple of seasons ago when he just brought Bednarek in, which just, <laughs> honestly, I, I just fell about laughing. You know, you shouldn't laugh at others' misfortune, but, you know, Chris yeah. is just such a grump and it's just, you know, it was... it was. You've got to. He has his moments where he laughs, he laughs at oh, you guys plenty. So you've got to wrong. take those opportunities, that's for yeah, sure. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Thanks, Ali. No worries. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's all about the memories. I mean, obviously, we have plenty of banter on this podcast taking the mickey out of each other. So you've got to give it to each other when you can. But we're going to go on to your draft team now, Ali. Um, this is what you've come up with so far. Yeah. Um, so uh, take it away, mate. Uh, obviously, yeah. you've... So you've got a lot of insight on here, so let's go. Yeah, so 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 quite a bit of tinkering to get to this point. And I, I said to you lads just before we came on, you know, you know certain players just get in your head. I'm waking up every morning and I look at the squad and I think, nah, Grealish, I need to get Grealish in there. So this morning I've been scribbling down on bits of paper how I could possibly get Grealish in there, which would be I'd have to take Edison out. So Ed, Edison's, you know, that's an interesting one for a start. There's a lot of conversation about the goalkeepers, isn't there, in the FPL community ahead of this season because of the because of the price drop. And it's just that debate about he's not that exciting a pick and he's got a real ceiling for points, but they're such a clean sheet machine. If you look at the start of Man City's season, that's why I'm tempted there. Um, if I don't go Edison, I'll probably go Raya at Brentford, which would give me another million in the bank. I'm trying to work out how I can get Bailey to Grealish. So if I got, if I got Rare in for Edison, I could do that. I'd probably have to sacrifice Cancelo for Diaz. So I'd still have City. I'd have that double City defence, but I'd lose the attacking, you know, um, returns of Cancelo, which, which can be amazing. And then Bailey would go to Grealish. Um, Rashford's one that's, that's come in quite late for me, but it's just that price of 6.5 million. And, you know, watching a bit of them in pre-season... I think what happens to Ronaldo is obviously huge there, isn't it? If Ronaldo stays, I think Rashford probably goes for me and we'll have a look at someone else. Neto's been in that midfield for me. I think he's a very popular sort of budget midfielder pick. Jimenez is now injured at Wolves. Uh, saw a little stat this morning. You know, this is me sort of buying into the stats occasionally now that 
uh, without Jimenez, I think Neto's productivity goes down hugely. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. I mean, I think you could probably see that with eye test as well. Um, but I mean, the, the absolute must for me here, and this is why, you know, you absolutely bang your head against a brick wall with Chris, is Alexander-Arnold, one of Cancelo or James. I love the fact I've got all three in there at the moment. Salah has to be in there and, and Haaland. So the, thing I, the other thing I tried to do, I don't know if you lads have experimented with it, but it was I tried to do the Salah-Son-Haaland thing and it just left me too weak in other areas of the team that as soon as one of them misses, I've just got a feeling... Even with Haaland, Pepe's going to give him a rest now and again. You know, um, you know Liverpool, obviously. I mean, Salah doesn't often get a rest, but I, I just felt that if I go with those three, there's going to be massive points hauls at times. You can only captain one of them, though. Do you know what I mean? The other, the other two, you're not getting captaincy, sort of double points for them. So I've actually decided to go to the two and try and make that bench a little bit stronger. Although, you know, Greenwood, I don't think we'll see much game time at the start of the season. Andreas Pereira is just one who's in there. You know, I've obviously seen him play, you know, he's in the 4.5s. He he looks like a decent pick, but I've got no idea really until the season starts. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. I don't know. I don't know what you boys, what you boys think as you pull it apart. (laughs) (laughs) I think, listen, on on paper, Ali, I think it's a really strong team to be fair. Obviously there's a couple of question marks with where you want to go with uh, your your team and what assets you want to bring in. Like if it's a Grealish or it's a last, last minute FOMO decision, yeah. Uh, obviously, the Chelsea assets as well after their preseason with the result against uh, Arsenal. You know, got James in there. You know, where's he going to start? Um, obviously, uh, one of the boys just mentioned Zinchenko in there as well. A great shout. Um, but even your bench, your Williams and Andreas, both probably going to be starting for their clubs respectively. Do you know what mm. I mean? So I think it's good from that. But what we're going to do, uh, I'm going to give the boys uh, on the pod and on the panel an opportunity to uh, give a bit of feedback and then give you yeah. a rating out of 10. So, Okay. It's a game that one of the boys has created um, who's not on today, but he's called Come Draft With Me. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to give you a rating on there. So we absolutely love this. And it's a feature we want to bring in. Um, so this is credit to the FPL Reverend who has joined us for this season. But um, so we're going to go to Elliot first. Uh, Elliot, feel free to provide a bit of feedback if you want and then a rating out of 10. To be honest, Ali, I'm looking at it. The defence and goalkeeper, very, very strong. Um, something that I'm looking to do this season is go quite big at the back because I think, you know, the, the premium forwards and midfielders are just so expensive. Um, the midfield I like, um, Salah's obviously in there and then Jesus and Haaland up top. I, there's not really too much wrong with it, not much that I can fault. I'd probably say it's a solid 9 out of 10 from me. Oof, Oof straight wow. in. Straight in. Over it's to Baker's Hollywood. handshake from Paul Hollywood, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, where are you at, mate? I was going to say eight and a half. I'm a massive fan of the draft. Um, obviously, seeing Rashford for one of the games here in Melbourne played so well against Palace. Um, it would just be interesting to see if he can carry it into uh, into the actual Premier League season. If he does, I think it's a niche pick because I don't think that too many will have gone with him because of you know last season and everything that happened there. Um, really like the Leon Bailey shout again over here. He was he was remarkable and at his price. He seems like someone who's nailed on and going to play. So I love that. Um, and yeah, the rest of the team, very, very solid. So I'll, I'll give it an eight and a half out of ten. Thank you. Nice work. And Reedy, the hitman, where are you at? Well, uh, Elliot and, and Ollie have given me a little bit of a sort of thing to go with here. And, and that's the first thing I want to go with. And that is no Spurs, um, yeah. which sticks out. But, yeah. you know, if we if we look at what Spurs players you want in, ideally it's going to be Son or Kane. So that means you're taking out Haaland for, for potentially Kane. And then, you know, 
as you said before, trying to get all four in, you've tried that and getting Son in as well as Salah and Haaland, it, it completely messes with your structure. Um, but I think the, the actual sort of base of your team, your defence is really solid. I love uh, Trent, Cancelo, James, who I've also got in my uh, draft. Uh, Edison, as you said, clean sheet sort of magnet. Um, up there with Allison. Um, the only thing, two things I would say, is probably Bailey and Rashford. It's 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 an unknown really. Preseason, fantastic. Both look brilliant. Both been playing and getting minutes. But um, come the start of the season, I think Bailey's the one that might be a bit of a doubt for Villa because mm. of the amount of attackers they've got. But I'll give it a ooh, seven and a half. I'll give it okay. I'd, seven I'd, and a half. I I take all those. I, you know, abs- very fair assessment. I appreciate that, fellas. I, the Tottenham thing bugs me. It does bug me. Um, Kulishevsky for Diaz, possibly. Um, but again, it's just the potency of that Liverpool attack. I love having both of those boys in there. I don't think I can get from Rashford to Kulishevsky without doing... Unless I do drop one of those attacking fullbacks, unless I, you know, sacrifice a Cancelo or a James, you know, really drop down. Maybe to get Kulishevsky in. And then Perisic, I'm just not sure about. I mean, he, he might be one I try and go to sort of early in the season once once we see what Tottenham are doing and how much he's going to play I know he's a Conte favourite but he's not played masses in in pre-season so I, I totally agree with you really on that point about about Tottenham particularly with their start to the season um they could I think your play. options are Ali if, if you do drop Diaz down to say Robertson you save yourself a million and yeah. um, you then you then drop Zinchenko down to say for example a Tomiyasu there's 0.5 so yeah. there's 1.5 onto onto Rashford that you can sort of bump yeah. up to Kulikovsky so okay. That's up to you in that respect, Paul. Yeah, it is. Oh, it absolutely is. It'll be on my head. Um, someone was, <laughs> an Arsenal fan was telling me the other day they're not sure Tommy Yasu's going to start the season at right back. They were talking about possibly Ben White at right yeah. back for Arsenal. So, yeah, but, but White's 4.5, so he's, he's, he's similar, isn't he? You could do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. that's, you know, yeah, yeah that's, that's food for thought. It's food for thought. Beautiful. Well, really great feedback and listen, a nice score in there. I'll give I'll give you a, a decent score as well, Ali. Obviously, Cheers, the Jack. team team looks great. Um, I think it's obviously it's very towards that template with that Jesus shouting there as well. Sixty four percent in their ownership. So yeah. I think um, something to consider that you're following the crowd a little bit, and I'd like to see some differentials in there, Ali. Uh, so I'm going to give you an eight out of ten. Um, so go on. I, I, Totally agree with you, Jack. It is it is template. My my feeling on that is a bit like opening innings in cricket. Play yourself in, stick with the crowd. You can't you. win it on the first day. You can certainly lose it. We'll go differential a little bit later on. But um, but you're you're well, spot on. You're absolutely spot on. I'm I'm spot on, but I'm also following the template as well, Ali. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on to this next one. Just bear with me a second while. Right, this is your game that we're going to oh, play. Oh no. <laughs> You stitched me up, so I'm going to stitch yeah, you up. Yeah, we as did. Well, right? We did. You, you boys did really well. Your, you boys did. Um, what was it? it was was we, it we Premier had, League uh, hat tricks? Premier League yeah. hat tricks. Yeah, uh, I thought we did. It was, thought it was really well to be. It fair, was three yeah. or more, wasn't it? And then was, and yeah, Ronaldo was the incorrect answer. And then that very weekend, he banged in a hat trick. Didn't <laughs> he? Banged he? a hat trick against Spurs. <laughs> a week later, it would have been a correct answer. That, that was very unlucky. Yeah, it was. Um, I panicked and went for the big name instead. Yeah. Um, but. Now, we know you've got a posh double-barrel name, so yeah. we thought we'd organise a game for you to play in the last part of the show. I'm going to share my screen now. There's six Premier League players on there. Yeah. Um, on there. Can you place these six players in order yeah. of the most selected so far okay. this season down to the least selected? Yeah. Have they okay. all got double-barrel surnames? They've all got double-barrel surnames, right? So <laughs> I'm, going to br- I'm going to bring them up on screen now for you, Ali. So we've got DCL, Kyle Walker... Yeah. Peters, 
Trent, yeah. oh. James Ward-Prowse, Smith wow. Rowe, St. Maxim. You've got okay. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Am which I, is very okay. generous. And you're okay. going to go highest to lowest in selection. Okay, right, you ready? So, yeah. Your time starts now. Okay, so the highest is obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm definitely putting them in one. Um, poor. 20 I'm seconds, like, Ali. Okay, Ward-Prowse second. Yeah. Uh, Sir Maxima third. Calvert Lewin fourth. Uh, Smith Rowe fifth. Walker Peters sixth. But they could be the other way around. Oh, just in time. That is 30 seconds done. Uh, so let me have a This could be awful. This could be awful. Okay, someone's going to click on this screen. What? With the, with the <laughs> graphics and everything, this is far more sophisticated than Sutton Death. Sutton Death is sort of back of a fag packet, scribble the answers down, and away we go. <laughs> there we go. So yeah. my HDMI cable is back in. I can see my other screen. Yeah, okay. There we go. So correct. first place, you said yeah. Trent. You got yeah. that one correct. So That's 54. a gimme. 4.4%. Okay, yeah. In second place, yes. James Ward-Browse, 10%. Well yes. done. Yes. You got him down. In third place, what did you say, Ali? I think I said uh, Sir Maxima. In third place, oh, Sir Maxima. <laughs> nice <come on>. work. <laughs> in fourth place, what did you say? I said DCL. In fourth place, we've got Smith ah. Rowe. There we go. Go on, Smith Rowe. 4.2%. People, people still not convinced by Everton then. Understandably so. No, no. So in fifth place, Calvert Lewin, 1.9% yeah. ownership. Oh. And in sixth place, which you did say, Cal yeah. Peters, one point three percent ownership. Oh, oh. So you've been uh, you've been done there, Ali. So I've got, I've got my own back there on that game. Hang on, <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that. I didn't embarrass, yeah, you I did very embarrass well. myself. I mean, I tell you what, I tell you what, you definitely you're going to have to get Chris on this pod a to get him playing a game like that because he wouldn't even yeah. have Alexander Arnold at the top. And B, if you boys have a look at that draft that he's done, honestly, the, you'd have to be brutally honest with him. The marks out of 10 he would get for his draft would be... I don't know if you can get minus, minus points on your pod, but, you know, he's, he's got... We, we've got our first pod of the season tonight. We're recording it, and we're going to get stuck into his team, and we've got to do something about it. Otherwise, he is going to have a horrendous start to the season. Well, thanks for playing, Elliot. Yeah, thank you for playing, Ali, and um, obviously a, a fairly decent attempt there, better than I would have done for sure. Um, but um, yeah, very good job from you there. Just thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to be on our podcast today. You know, we're wishing you uh, all the best across the board uh, for the upcoming season. Obviously, good luck with your podcast tonight and everything, and um, we'll obviously keep supporting and following you in the uh, the FPL and football community. And fingers crossed you can take that title off of Statman Dave yeah. this season. Yeah, well, boys, that's that's really kind. We will continue to give uh, our support to you as as well. Love the pod. Loved having you on the pod last season. Mm -hmm.